0: So I had a trip planned to Japan with my, with my girlfriend at the time, and um, yeah, after five weeks in Japan, I was like, hey, I'm just gonna like pop over to North Korea real quick uh, since we're in the neighborhood. What's up, Nomads? Welcome to your new favorite travel podcast, Two Beers Till
1: Takeoff, the podcast that delivers expert knowledge, the information you won't get in your guidebooks, and a story that's guaranteed to make you say what the fuck or your money back. B, you know our episodes are free, right? Hmm? Hello and welcome to Two Beers Still Takeoff. My name is Phil and I am here with our guest, excuse me, my guest, Brady from Western Canada. Currently a commercial diver in New Zealand. He has been to every inhabited continent and visited nearly 50 countries. And the guy's only 25, are you serious? During his travels, he's found himself cast in Bollywood movies in India Getting cut off in North Korean karaoke bars. Yes, I said North Korea, not South Korea, and covered in his own shit in Eastern European city squares. Get this guy an IMDB page and some depends. Welcome to the show, Brady. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, I'm excited to be here. What's going on with you dude? You're in you're in New Zealand right now? in your car
0: and yeah i'm sitting in my car in new zealand because it's the quietest place i could find um downtown auckland right now been in new zealand about two weeks
1: and uh yeah liking it probably do two years here we'll we'll see two years and and you're working there as a commercial diver i i I think i gotta i gotta i gotta pun it right up and say uh, we gotta dive into that because (laughs) yeah that's not something that you often hear that people's profession are a fucking commercial diver how'd you get into that
0: so basically, I was traveling around and I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do with my life in like my early 20s and late teens. And I kind of thought one day if I was traveling, I would find something I wanted to do um, through that. And it didn't happen. I just couldn't bring myself to commit to four years of school because it just I felt like if I did it and then I might regret it or I, I might not want to do it after four years. So I was kind of just or It's stuck fucking forever. expensive. Yeah, bro, it's so expensive. Um, so I was kind of stuck forever, couldn't figure it out. And then during COVID, I, I saved a bit of cash. And then one of my close friends is a, is a diver. And he's like, man, I think you should do it. It'd be fun. I didn't really want to do it because, like, you know, you're in ten feet of black water, and you can see like maybe your hand. And it's not like we're like looking at turtles and shit. Um, But it's been a fun job. It's worked well with my lifestyle. I mean, I'm able to bring it over here. It pays pretty good. And thankfully, right now, like in every industry, there's a lot of fucking work. So,
1: yeah. Right. So so listen, I I, I know that you get paid to dive, but I don't know what you get paid to dive to do. So what exactly are you doing while you're underwater?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, we do all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's such a broad range of things. Like, there's the old saying, it's kind of cheesy that, uh, every diver is MacGyver because you can just, like, literally do any sort of <laughs> little, little parts of different trades you have to be able to do. Um, like, I just did a big job where we did a bunch of surveying in the Port of Vancouver and, uh, had to, like, you know, see how much the fucking jetty and stuff have moved and doing testing on the thickness of the piles but then there's other stuff you can work in aquaculture a lot of my friends do like harvesting out west in canada doing like uh urchins and stuff like that you can work in construction um yeah like a million even work in like the film industry and do like underwater filming if you have your commercial ticket and stuff like that yeah. It's a very, very broad range of things you can do. Um, I'm hopefully, well, the company I'm trying to get on with here, which I think I kind of got it is they do a lot of salvage, but like all kinds of stuff. They told me they're in like sometimes in you know 150 feet of water, like pulling anchors off the ground, but also they like do work in, in like domestic, uh, pools that people have in their backyard in like four feet of water. So it, it's pretty broad
1: yeah and i mean it's 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 uh you know with you know going underwater you know the deeper you go you're the more there is pressure and you have to when you're coming back up like i've only dove once and Mm -hmm. i know that the ear shit is that if you go to if you go back up too quickly that it can be potentially like fatal correct
0: oh yeah you can 100 percent die you can get what we call bent, and um, yeah, if you have too much nitrogen in your body, yeah, you can you can either like be very like crippled, or you can die, or you can have it. It can it's a very large range of things that can happen to you. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fucking heavy. It's it's not something you want to get. And then you can also have, in my opinion, the scariest shit because it just seems a lot harder to prevent. Is if you like have uh, air in your lungs at the bottom, and you keep that air in there, then as you go up, that air is going to expand, and that air needs somewhere to go, so it's literally going to burst your lungs, and then the the air can go anywhere in your chest, in like your neck. It can go all the way to your brain too, through your arteries. It's what fucking fuck? pretty grim. It's not common, but yeah, like, and that's all you'd have to do to do that was, is to hold your breath on the way up. Like it would be that simple and then you're done. Holy <laughs> shit. So yeah, it can be, a, I mean, but in, it's pretty regulated industry back in like the seventies and stuff. It was fucking cowboys, but now it's, you have to do like medical testing and stuff before you even allow to get in the water. So it's, it's pretty good. Most guys have their head on their shoulders, but there is definitely some cowboys that are still in industry to this day
1: yeah and listen I gotta ask where where's this is a story podcast right so you, and you got any crazy stories off the top of your head from from commercial diving
0: uh yeah
1: uh, we did ever see almost- a mermaid?
0: I have not seen a mermaid. No, I, I haven't really seen anything that cool. I haven't been doing it that that long. Um, yeah, no sharks or anything. I did have an incident where there was a girl who we were on scuba and she ran out of air, and I had to uh, essentially give her my regulator. But I'm supposed to have a spare. I didn't have it because I'm a dummy. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sketchy. Like we both had to burst um, run to the top and like really quickly, and it was it was pretty hairy um yeah she ended up having to go to the chamber uh, Fuck. yeah
1: yeah like I, i've so only been was, fish, and, and i know that like sometimes when you know you go deep sea fishing and you pull the fish up quickly their eyes like pop yeah
0: yeah i know same thing humans are pretty similar like that kind of shit can happen to you too Jesus it's, Christ, it's pretty wild man, that's, that's that's fucking crazy yeah,
1: yeah but yeah, yeah so so you're in new zealand what's what's new zealand like i've never been down under like yeah i'm, new I'm, I'm intrigued though
0: it's pretty cool. It's, um, you know, a bit like Canada, I guess you could say, but very similar to Australia. The um, scenery here, I haven't seen that much because I've mostly been sticking around Auckland and the North Island, but it is, it is fucking beautiful here. It's uh, definitely colder than I thought. I can't believe I left like 32 degree Canadian summer to come here where it's like 13 and rainy every day. But uh, it, it's getting better, and yeah. it, it's still a good vibe. It's pretty expensive here, and the wages are like not amazing. But the people here are so fucking nice. Like, um, I can't believe the amount of times people have been like welcoming me and like offering me like random gifts and shit. It's it's literally blowing my fucking mind how nice the Kiwis are. They're a really good group of people, and I'm excited to see more of the country. Um, but yeah, it also at the same time very feels very isolated here. Like, you know, New Zealand gets cut off most maps because it's so fucking isolated. Um, yeah literally yeah so <laughs> we're yeah we're far from every everything everyone's like oh if, you know if you're in new zealand you should pop over to asia but it's like if you look at a map and the way that a plane travels vancouver to like japan is probably closer than fucking auckland to japan right like we're still exactly. pretty far away you can hop to australia or like fiji but that's really all that's it within like a day of travel
1: yeah i i think uh, new, Ze- new zealanders every single new zealander and every australian i've ever met in a hostel i've gotten drunk with yeah and that's not no, an understatement. like yeah. they are some of the best people i think they're they're the yin to our their yang like we're in the north yeah. they're in the south and we're just the same people with different accents yeah
0: yeah no i especially kiwis man because like the way that i see it like you know um uh, new zealand is the little brother to australia and we're the little brother to america so we yeah. kind of have same vibes there like we're kind of a little bit forgotten about sometimes and a bit of an inferiority complex i guess at times but but yeah, I think we can kind of relate to that. And then, you know, they like skiing, we like skiing, drinking, whatever. The landscape is, yeah, it's pretty similar to, to BC, at least. Like the mountains are, are quite similar. Um, yeah, they just need yeah, a hockey team, right? They just need to get on the hockey, honestly. I don't know why they haven't yet because they, they got good
1: conditions for it. But they're
0: too preoccupied yeah. with rugby. And they got a pretty th- good thing going on with that, obviously. So
1: Yeah, of course. The only problem I have with uh, people from that region is, dude, why didn't they warn us for about 9-11? yeah no i'm no, fuck you. fucking like 18 being hours in the future, ahead of uh
0: yeah no it's honestly ridiculous you know we should, we hold it against them for sure for that that's up. Hashtag, hashtag
1: conspiracy uh <laughs> listen <laughs> moving on uh so you participated in bollywood movies how did you yeah. get cast in that like was it just somebody at the hostel being like hey i need like three white guys
0: yeah, uh, I mean, to be fair, it was only actually um, one movie, but it was, it was, yeah, it was literally that. I was in a city in India, which is like kind of like the romantic, the Paris of India, you could say. It is a French colony. It's called Pondicherry. And um, I was having like a late night cup of chai with this girl that I met. She was from France and we're hanging out and this lady just approaches us and she's like, what are you guys doing tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.? And we're like, I don't know. And she's like, do you want to be in a movie? And we're like, absolutely, we want to be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we had to meet her at like yeah it was like 5 30 we had to get up and um basically our role in the movie was the dorky white tourist like you said it was pretty funny taking um, pictures or something yeah one of the main characters it's, a, it's like a love story the movie it's called it's called pondicherry is um the girl is like a tour or a tour guide so she takes take people on like bike tours around the city and like you get a look at all the sites so we basically just did that but the girl our tour guide was the, she didn't know anything about the city at all so she, we got <laughs> kind of cruised around on bikes and they took like some shots of us and i was i, I was convinced i was gonna be totally cut out of the movie and then it, it came out pretty recently I'm, I'm watching it and i have quite a bit in there I had no talking or anything but it was uh it's pretty funny to see myself on screen uh, in a fucking random indian
1: movie <laughs> So, like, is it, like, on Netflix or something? Or is it, like... No,
0: it's on, like, a um, an Indian Netflix that you can, like, if you really wanted to, you can get an account for. I, I illegally fucking pirated it. But it was so hard to find um, online. And, yeah, it also, like, that happened. We filmed it in, I think, 2019. And it just came out, like, a couple months ago. So I thought it was just never going to come out. But I guess with COVID, Maybe it got COVID, all tied up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, like, I, I guess being... I, I know that, you know, there's... A decent amount of of tourists or white tourists or you mm-hmm. know that get parts in, in Bollywood movies, but like, what was it like being on set? Like, was it cool? To was it kind of like behind the scenes, seeing like the director and shit like that? Like, how was it? Yeah, it was
0: cool. Like, it, it wasn't a huge crew or anything. It wasn't like a massive blockbuster. But I just, was it, it shot like on like like an, it... an iPhone? No, it was uh, a <laughs> proper camera. No, it, it was. cool. Okay. Though. Um, uh, Yeah. The, the, I got to hang out with the director, and he was a really chill guy. The main star, like the female lead, was like I had no fucking idea who she was. But I would meet other Indian people, and I would like show them a photo of me and her, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, you know, can't remember what her name is, but you like you met her, and like, yeah, I don't know." <laughs> and she, was yeah, dude, I have, a, I, have I have her on
1: Snapchat. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was cool. It was like, you know, a half day, then they gave us lunch. We didn't get any money or anything for it, but it didn't really matter. It was, it was a cool experience. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, just a random Bollywood movie and, uh, that I'm in.
1: And yeah. That's, that's fucking cool, man. I wish yeah. I, 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 that's that's like a bucket list. Like being just in a Bollywood movie would be sick.
0: Yeah. No, I've heard of other travelers like doing it, but I think it's the right time or the right place type of thing. Like me. Same thing with uh, the other big thing in India is you get to do like an Indian wedding because they're like, five days and like a thousand people people go like bank oh, having a, a wedding so i've heard other people going to them um but yeah it didn't happen when i was there but that'd be a pretty cool experience too
1: yeah yeah sounds fucking sweet listen in the intro i think the one thing that other than the one of you shitting yourself <laughs> in an eastern european <laughs> city square was the north korea bit <laughs> yeah you was, went to north korea seven. what the fuck
0: yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll tell you how it went. Um, when I was nineteen, or maybe I was eighteen, actually. Either way, I was in a in a hostel, and I met this guy, and he was the Serbian guy, and he was telling me all these old traveler tales, and he was talking about his time in North Korea, and I didn't even know that was an option. Like I thought it would be a hundred percent. Where were you? That was in Australia that I met him. Okay. And I thought that was totally going to be off limits. There's no way anybody can go there. And he just told me, he's like, yeah, you book a tour and then you fucking roll up and that's it. Like, so I kind of, that always kind of stuck with me. And then when I was turning 20, I was like, I kind of want to do something kind of cool to celebrate two decades on, on the earth. So I had a trip planned. I'm now going to go
1: get killed. Yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much. So I had a trip planned to Japan with my with my girlfriend at the time. And um, yeah, after five weeks in Japan, I was like, hey, I'm just gonna like pop over to North Korea real quick, uh, since we're in the neighborhood. And um, I flew to China, um, booked a tour. Um, with the company called Young Pioneer. And then, yeah, we we went to North Korea for like, I was there about a week. And only got to see Pyongyang, which was kind of lame because we had a lot of cancellations um, in the tour, but it was still fucking wild. Um, One thing I always tell people, when I first arrived there, we check into the hotel and uh, I get in my room and I turn the TV on just to see if they even had TV. And they had had Al Jazeera and I think that was it. And I turn on Al Jazeera and the first thing I see on the screen is North Korea missile launch. Because I guess that day we didn't even know North Korea was fucking launching missiles over Japan into the sea, which is like technically an act of war or some shit
1: yeah um
0: so that was a bit hairy and i remember kind of seeing that i mean like oh i might not be going home anytime soon like i might get
1: stuck here fuck i should have went to fucking south korea dude
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i haven't even been to south korea either like every time you meet koreans they are like oh you ever been and i'm like kind of
1: <laughs> not, y- not yours not yours not dude yours. the other one <laughs> yeah fuck but like so so when you're there like what did you guys do So
0: it was kind of funny. Like, yeah, coming into the country, I was just shitting myself. I was so scared. I was trying to play it cool like I I wasn't. Everybody else was, like, pretty chill, Um, but... Yeah, by the time we got into the country, I made pretty good friends with my people in my group. There was about 12 of us. And I think about 10 of them were these German guys who were working for Mercedes in China. And on the train there, they brought like a cooler with like 100 beers. And they just drank so fucking aggressively. And were singing all like these crazy German songs. So I was like, well, I'm only in Rome once, so I... Uh... <laughs> I I got along with him pretty good and we were drinking beer which I think was the cheapest beer I've ever seen. I mean the conversion rate is really hard to convert the North Korean money to like Canadian, but I remember it being like it was like twenty five cents for a tall bottle of beer. And it was all right. So I beer. guess
1: I, I guess that's already one answer answered in the Q and A.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I probably would say that. Um, but yeah, so we ended up drinking just so aggressively the whole time. Um, we would basically start our day, hop on the bus, and we'd be drinking on the bus, and then we'd go to a site, we'd kind of take a photo, and then we'd get onto the bus, and then we'd go to the next site and take a photo. It was, like, something in, like, the Caribbean. Like, it was just, like, a total little booze tour um, of me and these guys just, like, stumbling around fucking North Korea. I didn't, I wasn't planning on drinking at all because I didn't want to, like, you know, be a fucking idiot while I was there. But no, I I, I ended I up in a fucking... Super chill. I didn't, after, like, a day or two, I was totally, totally at ease and did not feel stressed out about anything there. Um, North Koreans are really? really nice people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I went yeah, in I, with all like, I'm not going to do this and I'm only going to do this and I want to make sure that this happens or whatever. And nah, I just fucking chilled out and wrote it out and it was
1: amazing. It was such a fun time. It's, it's such a, a mystical place, right? Because yeah. it's close. It's, it's one of the only places in the world that is literally closed off to the rest of the world. You look at the, like the, the light map of the world and it's that one yeah. bit, you know, there's Northern yeah. Canada, there's like Eastern Russia. <laughs> and then there's fucking North Korea. that have no fucking light. Yeah, it's just, it's just quiet, man. Yeah. Even when we were there, like I, the, my
0: floor was like the 14th floor of the, of the hot hotel and it was pretty regularly that the power would cut out in the elevator. So I'd be stuck on the elevator for like 20 minutes. I'm um, waiting for it to turn back on. And yeah, they, it was a pretty weird place though. I mean, they, you know, I, whenever I tell people I went to North Korea, they're like, oh, everything you saw was fake. And to that, I say, yeah, kind of. In, in a way, some well, it was, of it was staged. some, some of it kind of was like, it was pretty surprising. Like we went to a park and this couple was getting married and then they kind of hinted at like, oh, like this couple has been married here a couple times, you know? Oh, it's not the first time they've been married because they like were taking photos with us, the people getting married. And then there's another guy um, who po- took a photo of a guy standing in the train station reading a map. And then he went online later and posted it in our group. And he's like, there's a lot of photos of this guy taking, uh looking at the map. So stuff like that. But and they definitely took us down like certain streets, like even if it's way out of the way, just so we would avoid like the fucking horrible oh, yeah. areas. Some streets were like absolutely beautiful and like super nice new modern buildings that were dead, and then some of them like looked like they've been fucking bombed. Like it was horrendous. Um, the the difference there. I mean, and the other thing too, North Korea. It is also kind of morally questionable to go because you know it's not a super expensive trip, but the money that you're spending is is going to the Kim dynasty. So it's I don't know. The like I said, Kim Jong Un's
1: Hennessy fund. <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much.
0: Like, <laughs> I was twenty, so I was kind of like, you know, I didn't really care about that kind of shit at the time because I was just an ignorant kid, but now that I'm a bit older, I don't know. it's it's not really the most morally sound thing to do, um but yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, and I went, and yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, other thing I learned is that propaganda definitely goes both ways. I mean, we learn we hear so much about them, and that like they all think that you know Kim doesn't take shits and stuff like that, and whatever. Yeah, um,
1: hole in one Yeah, and like, in his first time doing a eighteen hole on every hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but like I I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of what we hear maybe isn't a hundred percent accurate, and then obviously what they hear about us isn't accurate either. So it's they're not the only ones getting propaganda we are too I yeah think.
1: It, there's something I, I i learned listening to another podcast that's actually really good i don't usually promote many other podcasts but it's one called real dictators and they kind of okay. go through I the behind the scenes that. it's on i think wondery it's 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 available everywhere you are but it's i think it's wondery that puts it up anyways very interesting on the subject of propaganda because they don't just necessarily talk about the kim they, they talk about kim jong-il the kim mm. jong-un's dad and yeah. how when he was younger, his dad was the ruler, was the the dictator Kim at Sun. the time. Kim, there you go with that guy. He, he still is technically, even though he's dead, <laughs> which makes a ton of sense. <laughs> and yeah. his and his. Uh, so Kim Jong Il was super interested in like movies and stuff like that, and would produce a lot of movies. Even to a point where he like kidnapped a Japanese uh, like actress and he kidnapped her, brought her to North Korea, made her be in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it would all be, like, anti-US, or anti-China, anti or anti-South Korea, excuse. Me, yeah, it would be, Korea it, 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 for So south Korea, So, basically, you hear that, and then you're like, fuck, man, like, they're using propaganda in movies.
0: Yeah, they, well, like, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And then you kind of, you know, do an introspective, like, it's possible to do movies, you know, in the US. It could be yeah. propaganda, right? The, who who yeah, are the bad yeah, guys no. usually? Russia, China?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, even fucking video games like Call of Duty and stuff. Like, you know, like exactly. that's kids enlisting, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> they're in the military, so. But yeah, they they definitely do some fucking weird shit. Like, they all wear a little pin with his face on it. Um, they told us, like, if we had any money that has his face on it, we weren't allowed to, like, fold the money or anything. You had to keep the money flat. So you have a picture of him in your room. You can't, like, put the photo down. Um, yeah, they they still, like, are very big on Kim il he is their eternal leader They're, they have a whole their whole religion like their state religion is based upon him um the other fucking crazy thing is the year there is like 112 because that's how old uh how long it was it was since he was born like that's how fucking um like deep they are in this kind of shit it is crazy
1: it's essentially like a cult uh, it's oh they need, a, a, they need a, a reality cult. show yeah it's, it's very yeah, north american to yeah. me to say but yeah, I,
0: I, it was fucking wild. I don't know what's ter- gonna happen because, in my opinion, it's just not sustainable to be living like that forever. I mean, how long are you gonna be following this dead guy? Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but but what what happened the way that or the way that they're able to sustain um a lot of the because you know there's there's a lot of people that are famined in uh North Korea. So what they do mm. is that they threaten to do uh like nuclear testing or they, they threaten to bomb people. Like the U.S. usually, mm-hmm. and by denuclearization, they get like subsidies for food. Jesus, yeah. What if, if your
0: economy is based upon that? Like that's fucking terrible. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah. it's pretty. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, listen. Uh, yeah, man, listen. You, you've you've been to a, to a number of countries. Yeah, you've done some pretty fucking cool ones. And listen, I'm really glad that you're here. I I, I guess I gotta ask you. How did you hear about two beers still takeoff? Yeah so and how did uh, and how did you how did how did you make it to the pod tell the people
0: Yeah I'll tell the people um so basically uh, last year I was doing I was really broke I was a student like going to dive school and um had no money and I I kind of had this little side gig actually fucking picking berries and <laughs> it sounds kind of dorky but it was a lot of fun and no, from, from really BC well.
1: fuck that you you were picking weed
0: <laughs> yeah, i was hanging on the black currant bushes and i had a lot of free time and yeah i've never really been a big podcast guy but i think i just typed in like travel or backpacker podcast in the in spotify and first thing that came up so i gave it a listen and i was like damn this is fucking definitely scratching the itch this is what i've been looking for hearing all these outrageous stories and uh listening to them more often more and more i was kind of thinking to myself like I feel like I could maybe do this. Like, I've been to a few places. I've been <laughs> in a few states. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I hit you guys up. And I was like, get me on. And like, to my surprise, here we are. I didn't really think it was going to happen. But no, I'm stoked to be here. It's been a lot of fun so far.
1: Listen, that's just I, I just wanted people to know this because if you do have a story, if you're that person that's listening to this podcast and be like, hey, i I've, I've got a fucking better story than this. Hit us up. DM us, (laughs) comment in our in our post or whatever. Say I've got a story because I want to hear about it. Brady, today you've come on to talk not about North Korea, not about New Zealand, and not about India, but you've come on to talk about Australia. I think it's a a place that you've been. You've spent a lot of time there, right?
0: Yeah, I spent uh, about two years there, so I kind of have the most uh, material on that. I mean, I would love to do a little top five in North Korea, but I didn't even see like five (laughs) different fucking places. Like, I, there's a lot of North Korea I don't even fucking remember, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, so Australia is I, a place dear to my heart. I uh, definitely spent some 400 years there, and I ended up doing an entire full lap around the country. Went to every state, every capital city, and uh, yeah, it was a great time. Made a lot of money, and
1: yeah, I really enjoyed myself. Why did you decide to go? Like why was Um, Australia just always a a place that you were planning to go or or would like to go?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say yes and no. Like it's always been kind of enticing to me when I was younger, but when I was 18 and I kind of realized like after school, like, oh fuck, like traveling is an option that I, this is something that I can be doing. I really wanted to go to maybe Southeast Asia and do like the banana pancake route. Um, Damn. but I also at the same time wanted to be gone like upwards of a year or even more. And it, it, you can't really be in Thailand for a year. You got to get all kinds of crazy visas and it, uh, working would be all fucking weird. So Australia has like a super simple work and holiday visa program, which I'm sure a lot of people know about. And yeah, I think I got my visa. It was like $400 and it took like 15 minutes. And then next thing you know, I booked a flight and off I went. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's easy. Is it uh, because we're Commonwealth? Is
0: is that why it was um, it, easier? It, well, yeah. I mean, not really, actually, because Americans can go and um, like literally everywhere in Europe can go. Um, okay. Yeah, and com- Commonwealth doesn't really help you. out. It does help you out in New Zealand, though, because most people can only get uh, a one year visa. But Canadians and Brits can get um, two years or 23 months visa.
1: OK, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's dive a bit more into the story and get to know you a bit better first.
0: so first question hot or cold i'm definitely saying hot 100
1: percent as a canadian you experience enough cold that hot yeah is finally i'm at. a
0: big pussy with cold weather i'm just not really a big fan it's not for me
1: <laughs> dude you're, you're from bc like what's the coldest you, yeah. actually, you guys actually get though? <laughs> Uh, maybe like on a
0: cold year we might hit negative ten. Jesus
1: Christ, that's like our <laughs> summer <laughs> dude. Cold,
0: bro. The, it's our, it's our summer here is Cold, yeah. <laughs> Beach or mountains? uh that's a tough one. I'd probably have to say mountains. homer pick, but I mean either or. Bus or train definitely train yeah you can stretch your legs walk around if you're lucky someone can serve you some chai or something like that Buses, is not really a big fan of cats or dogs uh probably dogs i'm not a huge animal guy but if i had to pick it'd be a dog
1: no you prefer like aqua life right like you'd be like oh uh, i'd prefer like the fucking <laughs> clownfish or whatever
0: yeah a big dolphin guy you know that <laughs> sort of thing
1: <laughs> top or bottom
0: bunk Definitely bottom bunk. Is anybody picking top bunk? Like no I way. pick top bunk. I like to live dangerously. All right. Fair enough. If you're going to an empty hostel or an empty dorm, there's eight beds and you're picking the top one. No way. Hey, man. <laughs> so, so,
1: there's, there's advantages to top bunk. There's less activity rate at your eyesight if there's no divider. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about no. it. Yeah. Like, no, I, I just picked it if to be contrary. a squeaky
0: bed, though... And you got to like, and uh, you got to like take a pee in the morning and you try to climb down. It's like, ee, 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 ee. you should be like an asshole. Like,
1: yeah, no, you're right. I, <laughs> I, I, I picked top bunk just to be, just to be contrarian. I don't do hostile dorms anymore. Yeah. But, fair enough. But yeah, like, yeah, it, it is what it is. What is your favorite sports <laughs> team?
0: Uh, fuck. I'm not really a huge sports guy. Um, name I don't know. your
1: top three albums,
0: top three albums. Fuck, that's you're gonna put me on the spot for that too. I'd probably say number one, maybe
1: "Rumors" by Fleetwood Mac. Okay, and then heard of it, yeah,
0: Dude, classic. Um, yeah. and then number two, I don't know. These aren't gonna be properly in order. I'm gonna
1: regret. I don't this care. Either. You got to go shoot from the hip, buddy.
0: <laughs> no, number two would probably be I think "99.9%" by Kate Trinata. good Montreal guy. And then number three, we're gonna go "Good Kid, Mad City" by Kendrick Lamar.
1: If you had a superpower,
0: what would it be? Uh. Definitely teleportation.
1: I think this is, this is a popular like uh power that people want, especially on a travel podcast. I would, We've been through enough fucking airports, delays, yeah, you know, buses well, that don't like, show up.
0: Yeah, I think I would immediately be bank robbing though.
1: That's probably what I would use it for mostly. Oh yeah. I mean it wouldn't Absolutely. it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you never travel without?
0: Uh travel without? Um definitely this guy this is my little comfort water bottle um had it forever i had Just another one, one sticker
1: on it yeah
0: i had i had another one for years and i lost it in namibia and man like that crushed me for like a week like i was backtracking throughout the country trying to find it so this one i've honestly been thinking of putting an air tag on it even though it's like a 20 dollar water bottle you should do i don't want to lose it um so water bottle and i would also say i'm a big fan of the jbl speaker um you know you got the beach someone's got to have one it's nice to be yep. that guy
1: yep yeah, absolutely. And then you get to to control the music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I gotta ask you about Namibia because that is a place that I never, it was never on my radar, mm-hmm. and then I found out that it, it's got like a huge beer culture there.
0: Yeah, I I, I can't really confirm that because it, well, but they are a German cult, like former German yeah colony, so I'm sure they do. They do have one beer there. I want to just say it's called Windhoek, which is the name of the capital city, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, definitely like a German style style of beer and there's definitely some serious german influence there still even though it wasn't a german colony for that long it kind of stuck around and a lot of germans go down there to go see like on their second uh houses and stuff and whatnot
1: yeah they just love the big huge fans of like bundesliga and shit
0: yeah 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 for sure good people it's it's probably like the i would say maybe the safest country in in uh, africa at least that i've been to um but it is a tough place like it's incredibly sparse like there's not really much going on there's like three cities cities and um besides that everything else is fucking empty land like it is so just empty but beautiful at the same time
1: nice what
0: is your favorite world attraction uh favorite world attraction um i the one i really liked that was really cool i mean it gets a lot of hype but fuck it was awesome uh would maybe be the coliseum in rome that was really it's, really amazing it's pretty sick and just the neighborhood that it's in too is just so like italian and beautiful and then just having this like two thousand year old coliseum right in front of you it's is pretty cool like did the tour and yeah i loved it taj mahal would probably be close second i really quite like taj that was, that was really nice nice
1: coliseum too like i feel like the like have you seen the movie gladiator
0: yeah, but it's been a hot minute.
1: I, I just feel like it's such a good like fucking hype movie. If you're going to yeah. going to Italy and you want to watch a movie that like obviously they're, they're where gladiators <laughs> fought, and you get there and you're like, "Fuck, dude, is
0: that Russell Crowe over there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on my next time in Italy. I definitely want to go back.
1: Yeah, man, Italy, I dude, it's just too good. It's too yeah. there's a shit ton of people during the summer, but it's just man, it's you can't yeah. say anything bad about it. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of always used to turn my nose at Western Europe because I was just like a snobby backpacker and I thought that it was like <laughs> just kind of over tourist, over like too much tourism and like, you know, it's where everybody goes and it's too expensive. But so I'd spend most of my time in Eastern Europe. And then when I finally went to Italy, I was like, wow, this place is fucking sweet. This is like, no wonder like this is like the second most visited country in the world because the food is amazing. There's so many cool sites, easy to get around, the weather is wicked, so Italy pretty high on my list too
1: yeah and like there's 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 so many regions like do you do, you do like mm-hmm. the Amalfi coast do you do Tuscany do you do Sicily do you do like the Rome you know Venice region there's like I was watching a, a Anthony Bourdain episode he did this area it's called uh, Romana hold on sec here Sardinia I know, anyways oh yeah I, I I forget the name but he did an episode there where it's basically all the like best food is from So it's kind of like more of a farm town place Mm -hmm. and he's eating all this like obscure stuff, but it looks fucking amazing. And I definitely have it on my list to, to go, to go once I go back to Italy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which country has the best cuisine?
0: Well, I know everybody says Italy, but I mean, honestly, it'd be hard not to, but I think I'm going to say actually Japan. I really like the food. Yeah. Ramen is like. I could eat ramen every day of my life, especially when if it's, like, cooler weather. Um, the sushi's obviously fantastic. It's definitely... I was kind of surprised. Like, we got good sushi in Vancouver, but the sushi there is a little bit different than what we have. It's... A lot more simple. You got like literally just fish and rice and maybe seaweeds, not like covered in fucking different types of mayonnaise-based sauces and stuff, which is it's good in its own sense, but yeah, the more authentic sushi is, is really good. And you can eat like an amazing meal at the fucking convenience store, which is crazy to me. Um no, no really California high rolls over food. there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I saw any California Bruh, rolls. Probably, probably for the not. tourists, but <laughs> what is your biggest travel pet peeve? Um, so I guess I would say fucking last night, some girl at 2am, I mean like a, t- <laughs> uh, probably like a 12 bed dorm just decided to turn the light on and thankfully like six people started like reaming her out because Farron, why uh... the fuck would you do that? Where was she from? And Where was she from? I don't know. I never met her. I, I didn't. I didn't even really see her besides that that time. But like, how do you not know? I I think that if you're going to go traveling, learn a little bit of hostile etiquette because there is some stuff you should know. Um, you know, one thing I always do is like, if you're going to set an alarm, just put it on vibrate. You don't and put it by your head. You know, you don't need to have a fucking blasting alarm at four a.m. because everyone's going to hate you. And and if also if you're a really bad snorer, maybe dorm life isn't for
1: you. You know. <laughs> Uh, dorm life yeah like you're, you're, you're being an asshole like maybe yeah.
0: move you're not gonna
1: make a lot of uh, friends being a heavy snorer in a dorm so there's one thing that in terms of of hostel uh, hostile etiquette I'll never forget there's one hostel owner that I met and his big thing was if you want to have sex have the, have sex in the showers yeah fair enough just washes everything down
0: I I, I, <laughs> I can I, respect that
1: I, yeah I, I mean yeah. you're in a dorm and you're having sex I mean, it happens, but I mean, it's 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 maybe not the best look.
0: It's not the best look. I mean, the other thing though, some hostels like the dorm setup isn't always the same. Like the one I just stayed in, like the beds are literally like in an open space beside each other. Like mm. I'm staring when I roll over, I'm staring at the guy next to me. Yeah. But some of them are like you get the cubbies with the curtains, and it's like more protected. Yeah, eh, I don't know. That might be a better option. Yeah, back in the um, back in the day
1: when I when I when I was traveling back in did, the day. We did, we did, we did, <laughs> Am I that guy now? Is that a gray hair? Am I, am I gray? Like on the spot here? <laughs> but yeah, back in the day, there was like those cubbies. They didn't exist or I hadn't seen them in 2012 anyway yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they come in handy. They're pretty nice.
1: Yeah. And I mean, fuck now. There's like USB cables to like your yeah. cubby and mm-hmm. stuff. Back in the day, dude, it was just like two plugs for like an eight person dorm and you just like unplug somebody else's phone.
0: Yeah. Everyone's got these massive fucking travel adapters that take up the whole block with it. Dicks. Yeah, no, it, things have gotten nice. Like I was just in one, and they had a private fan in the beds too. What? Like it was sweet. Yeah, with the light and the and the outlet and the curtain. Yeah, if you're gonna open up a hostel, get the curtains. Get, it's go bougie. Worth it. Go bougie. Get the curtains. Everyone will thank you. What is your best travel hack? Um, fuck, I probably should have said the, the cell phone thing, <laughs> um, but uh, maybe one thing I like to do, um, when I'm traveling, if I have a phone set up is fuck world, booking.com, just find the place you want to go via them and then just call them and book it. Cause then they get all of the money. world takes like 20%. Yep. Sometimes you get a better deal, and sometimes if a place is booked out and you call them, they're like, oh, actually, we have one bed available, whatever. So I always try to do that because, yeah, I don't need to be giving my fucking money to hostel world. I'd rather just go to the place. And, uh, yeah, even with bus tickets, too. Like, I when you get off a bus and you're going somewhere in a few days, just buy a ticket at the bus station. Like, fuck doing it online. It's just so much easier. You can have a chat. You know a bit more information than buying off some sketchy fucking polish website <laughs> for buying
1: a bus oftentimes they're very sketchy and you're like yeah it's you use like the translate like option and then it doesn't translate yeah. everything it's still like some yeah. some polish yeah, yeah. words and you're like uh i didn't know that l's have lines <laughs> through them like since when <laughs> <laughs> what is the most underrated country uh, most underrated. I would probably say I
0: really like Malawi. Malawi's fucking amazing. I wouldn't say if if you wanted like your first place you're going holiday ever should be Malawi because it's kind of a tough country to visit. Um, but. It was fucking fantastic. There was a good backpacker scene there, which kind of surprised me. Because a lot of places in Africa don't have that. And um, the lake is just fucking paradise. We took a boat overnight up the lake and we slept on the the roof of it. And um, yeah, really nice country. Really underrated. Um, I would say Romania too is is up there in Europe. I mean, it's kind of like not super underrated, but it's not on everyone's list. But it should be. Romania is fucking sweet.
1: I've heard they have really nice city squares like you have to like sometimes it stinks but like
0: <laughs> sometimes they stink yeah sometimes somebody you know fucking
1: stinks up in the hostel room too i don't know why but it happens St- story incoming soon <laughs> where is somewhere you'd never go back
0: somewhere i would never go back uh there's not a whole lot of places um I would never go back. Uh, I would say maybe... I used to live in this town outside of Sydney in Australia. And that town, I fu- I was 18 when I was there. And I fucking I loved it so much. Every day was amazing. I met the coolest people I've... I'm still friends with to this day there. And that place meant so much to me. And I might not go back there just because the memories are too strong. And I know if I went to the hostel, it'd be all different. I wouldn't know anyone there and it'd be weird. So maybe that place. Um, But yeah, not for the reasons I didn't like it. The reason because I didn't, I liked it so much. But for places I didn't like... (laughs) I probably wouldn't be in a huge rush to go back to maybe like Zambia. It was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. Sorry to all, if all the Zambians are listening. Um, yeah, we've got a huge and, listening in Zambia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe Surfer's Paradise in Australia. That place is kind of a little bit artificial. It's like the, the Miami or whatever. and It's just fucking nightclubs with douchey bros trying to like, you know, sell you tickets outside and whatever. It's not really my scene.
1: Brady, Listen, you've name dropped Namibia, you've name dropped Zambia. Where the fuck did you go in in Africa? I I, I gotta ask you this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give a pause to QA. I uh,
0: yeah, I did a little, pretty big trip actually through Africa. um, When I think I was twenty one, I kind of always wanted to go to every inhabited continent. That was a big goal for me. So Africa was my last one, and I've always kind of had like a desire to go there too, because I didn't know anything about Africa. I didn't know anybody who went there. Like all you see on TV is like fucking starving kids and like Nat Geo the shit. Sir- um, so I, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hey, there's gotta be more to it than that. They gotta have like, you know, fucking educated people in cities and whatever. So I was like, well, the only way to know is to find out for myself. So I hopped on a flight to um, Joburg in South Africa, which is a fuck place. That place is very daunting. And <laughs> I've then, heard. Uh, traveled through South Africa for a bit. And then, yeah, I kind of just meandered my way through hitchhiking and shared buses and stuff um to get to kenya so i went through 10 countries um and had a fucking blast it was it was so much fun in africa it was very challenging like I, that's kind of what i was looking for though because you know i felt as a bit more of an experienced traveler i uh, i wanted something that was you know not always easy and sometimes it was uncomfortable and africa definitely a lot of times was fucking uncomfortable like just trying to get you go 200 kilometers it takes you a day and a half type of thing oh, um but that was yeah yeah, that was a great trip. I was there about uh, three and a half, four months.
1: Wow! Any, do you shit yourself ever?
0: Um, just because it's, it's a theme. It's a theme. Yeah, it is a theme. <laughs> I don't
1: think I, I. You know what?
0: I very well might have. Um, but I don't think I did. I think I shit myself in the next country, which I went to Africa or not Africa, India, because I got. I ended up getting typhoid fever, um, like yourself. Yeah. And salmonella, and I think I should myself drink that because it was a fucking horrendous experience. The
1: old beef broth.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that was tough, man. Where did you experience? Exp- where did you
0: experience the least friendly locals? The least friendly locals, I would probably say. I mean, no hate to them because they, I, I, like have a lot of respect for them. They're great people. My family comes from there originally. Um, they're the not not the most happy bunch. Um, would probably be Ukraine oh shit um eastern european people are kind of i mean all over eastern europe they're like they're not necessarily going to say hello to you or whatever and like i remember just trying to like buy a train ticket in ukraine and just like getting screamed at by the lady working at the, the ticket booth like okay i don't know why you're yelling at me i don't speak the same main language as you i just wanted to buy a train ticket like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but, very canadian um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I still love my time in the country. I mean, like I said, they weren't necessarily the most friendly, happy bunch, but they've had a they've had a tough go for years now, for centuries. So I'll, I'll give them a pass. Um, a lot of Eastern Europe like that too. Like any former Soviet state, yeah, things haven't always been easy. I, I get why you don't always have a smile on your face for years.
1: Yeah, right. The Iron know? Curtain coming or, or tumbling, and then Russia taking all the resources yeah. from every country. Which is, I mean, yeah, it makes yeah. it's terrible because it makes economic like a place that's e- economy just went to shit better for travelers because mm. our dollars worth more. But obviously, it's it's like that's the worst thing I've, <laughs> I've possibly said on this podcast because it's, it's making these people's lives terrible. It is a pretty hot take.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So a lot of people are, yeah, still struggling, and they've had some, yeah, you know, your great granddaddy was fucking killed by Stalin or whatever and shit like that. So it's it's tough. Uh, no, no, I'm saying like a lot of their people yes. are there. Not my great yeah. granddaddy.
1: <laughs> Stalin, man, Jesus Christ, that guy was fucked. Yeah, that
0: guy was fucked. Um, do do you do you still have
1: family in Ukraine?
0: Um, not like immediate family or anything. My family came over like quite a while ago, but they were from a town called. Trembola, I think uh, Trembolva. Is that don't know how, you how you say it? Ukraine is going to call me out for that.
1: I have no idea. But it's uh,
0: it's in Western Ukraine. Okay. And yeah, they kind of came over, and yeah, that's about it. I don't have like strong ties to Ukraine, but it was kind of cool to go there and poke my head around. Yeah,
1: like yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to find out or to see where I guess your last name's from, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is your favorite cocktail? Uh, if I'm getting a cocktail, it's probably
0: usually a highball because I'm a cheap bastard. So maybe like a, a screwdriver, but I do really like Island iced teas because they get the job back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge cocktail guy. I usually I just get beers, but those two have a place in my heart. Oh, and, um, white Russians. Oh those yeah. Are I make at home. I love white Russians. Nice little white rush. But you know, you drink like seven white Russians. It's a lot of milk. <laughs> it is
1: yeah you start ballooning up and then yeah it's it's not good but it's they're tasty yeah they're very tasty yeah so we've already covered where you found your cheapest pint it's in north korea i mm-hmm. think that's our first that's fucking yeah cool. i love that where in the world is your favorite <laughs> bar and why uh i
0: think my favorite bar would probably be um in stonetown zambia which is in a little island off of tanzania is that the place that and, you should just um, shit on <laughs> no, Zan- that's Zambia. This is um, what, how do I, Zanzibar? Sorry, okay, Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: Yeah, my bad. Sorry, I'm getting all confused with all disease Um, Zimbabwe. An- anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Probably in Zanzibar and uh, yeah, there's a bar that's like, you know, I don't know, maybe 150 feet in the ocean, just like a little floating hut. And I went there at like 3am. We just swam to it. And there was just like three guys over there and they're just like blackout drunk. And drinking beers, and we'd had beers with them. And, and then in the morning, we stayed the night. And then in the morning at like 7 a.m., we just swam back. And it was fucking wild. It was such a cool experience. I don't know how they get any business because it's like, it's a pretty long swim to get out there. And I, yeah, I don't know the whole logistics of that place. I don't even think we paid for anything there either. um That's They were bad. super chill, but they were they were fucking happy. Backpacking, so. the, those are the,
1: the things that you appreciate. Yeah. And, you know, now that you're a commercial diver, I'm sure that you're, you know, in the hostel and you're like, hey, guys, I got a six pack. Here's a beer to the, to, to the scruffy yeah. uh, backpacker, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Why it's not? like to pay
1: it forward. You got to do it.
0: Yeah. 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 I started start to definitely notice that as I get older. You got to do it. I pick up hitchhikers all the time now too, if I can, because, you know what, I've been on the road before and I, it sucks. So
1: I know how it is. Yeah. It's crazy how like strangers will be so fucking nice to you yeah
0: yeah no sometimes it's shocking man how far people go out of their way to like give you a
1: hand at times it's yeah yeah a lot of nice people in the world just waiting for us to fucking travel but anyways let's get let's get into (laughs) the top five
0: top five all right so my top five is going to be on australia it's going to be uh set of cities or anything i'm going to do like different regions because i did see a good amount of the country and uh these might not be like the best places for you, um, but they are for me. So I'm on the fucking they, podcast. You know, they, I got the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my list. So fuck off. <laughs> um, and I'm going to start off with number five will probably be the Great Ocean Road, which is just is a little bit south of Melbourne in, um, in the state of Victoria. Fucking fantastic. They have a big uh rock thing there called the Twelve Apostles, which is really famous. Classic uh, Aussie landmark. And it's a beautiful little drive. Um, yeah, highly recommended. Um number two. Oh I'm going to say start, was that number one? Did you say number one? Oh, I'm going backwards. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go backwards. Number four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, number four would probably be southwestern Australia. So, in the state of Western Australia, WA, in the southwestern corner, there's um, a local surf region there. They got some towns like Margaret River. And um, we ended up, I did a big, like, 130k hike along the coastline of my friend from Italy. And it was fucking awesome. I was there for about a year probably spent the most time there and i really liked it um yeah isolated as fuck from the rest of the world and the country but really beautiful good weather chill people is is there just like
1: a shit ton of stuff that's trying to kill you all the time when you're doing a hike like that
0: um i don't think there was that much concern in, in wa there was we did it over christmas so it was like the hottest time of year and the flies man the flies will block the fucking sun out like it was i couldn't believe how bad it was we had like the nets and everything but it was they would just really get to us but we didn't see any like crazy snakes or anything like that i did see a couple snakes and a couple spiders in my time in the country but like nothing that was that that put me off of the country that much although the cockroaches i don't fuck with cockroaches those things are nasty jesus and then um number three um would probably be tasmania i really fucking love tasmania that's a beautiful state reminds me a lot of where i'm from vancouver island um they get a bad rap from the aussies the aussies always make fun of them and they say they have like two heads and they're all inbred <laughs> and all the criminals kind of all weird. the criminals like, are calling them inbred yeah. <laughs> 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 like when we were there we we're hanging out with some guys and we we're having a good time having drinks with them and then all of a sudden they just started smoking mess oh um casual it weird uh what yeah casual one of my it's very vancouver right way no, that's heroin <laughs> Well, a little bit of medical. but um, yeah, one of my close friends was there for a while and uh, in McDonald's bathroom, he had a guy behind him just like masturbating while staring at him. So there's Tazzy people can be a bit weird, but there's a lot to see, especially if you like like nature i think they got some best mountains in the country and consistently snow which is
1: cool for a very hot country visibly jerking off to another person is that like their way of like saying like hello yeah <laughs> that's the tasmanian handshake yeah welcome <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then number two, I would probably say um, would be like the Red Center, maybe slash the Outback. Everybody that goes to Australia really should at least try to go to the Outback at least once. Um, and going to Uluru um, and Kings Canyon and uh, Alice Springs is just fucking beautiful. It's a crazy long drive to get there, like literally middle of nowhere. There's another town there called Cooper Pedy, which is like maybe a thousand people and they all live in a hole in the ground basically because it's so hot. They had to dig their houses in the in the ground. Really bizarre. But uh, yeah, cool place. The stars at night are fantastic. You see a lot of cool wildlife out there. We saw dingoes and emus and camels and stuff like that. Wow. And uh, yeah, and just being in that sort of isolation is is really cool too. Like- never really been anywhere like that even in like northern canada i've never been that isolated i don't think as i have been in the Outback in australia cool Mm -hmm. um and then what was that two okay so number one a lot of Aussies probably going to hate on this too, but it's, it's my favorite. I fucking loved it there. It would be the blue mountains. I thought you were going to say, it's just outside paradise. of Sydney. No, not <laughs> Surfer's paradise. Um, yeah. Blue mountains. It's only, it's really accessible. You don't even need a car to be in there. Like not a lot of hiking regions in the world. You can get, you can do a lot of hikes without having a vehicle, which is nice. It's like a, hour train from sydney and there's like yeah three or four towns you can visit i lived in katoomba for a while which is known for having quite a few bogans but i really liked it um Ex- it's explain, cool stuff to do there, bogan. the scenery B- bogans okay so a bogan would be the equivalent in canada we would say like maybe like a redneck or like white trash kind of people yeah. um maybe more like white trash where they're like they're just like you know um lower class society do some dumb shit maybe smoke a bit of meth <laughs> maybe drive a ute type of thing yeah It can be a lot of fun, though, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's the Aussie word for it. So, yeah, there was quite a few boggings in this town. You got to make, like, when you're walking down the street, you don't want to make eye contact with everybody because you get, fuck you looking at, cunt! (laughs) You that sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, beautiful town, really cool scenery, and I love the hostel that I stayed at. It was so much fun. Like I said, like I was mentioning before, some really cool people there, and, yeah, good vibes in in the Blue Mountains.
1: I I have to ask you, Brady, like... Why would Australians chirp you for picking Blue Mountains as number one? Is it just that it's like? A, well,
0: a- I think that they kind of like think that there's probably better places in Australia to go. And like I said, it is full of a lot of bogans and, it, and some of the towns are like rough by Australian standards, which. I don't really think it's really that bad, but, uh, yeah, they probably would just think like really that place, but I mean, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. I loved it there. So that's kind of what I would pick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they, you know, like Australians may, it's just because it's their backyard, right. That they may not be proud of the place filled with Bogans.
0: Yeah, especially Aussies, they're pretty similar to Canadians. The young ones just don't travel domestically at all. Like you the older ones do, they do like the gray nomads, but the younger ones all fuck off to Bali or you know, Japan to go skiing or stuff like that. So they don't have a whole lot of interest in their own country, which is too bad, but I get it. I mean, we like I said, we did the same thing in
1: Canada. Yeah, man. Canada is like we were just talking before the podcast here, like Jesus Christ. Brady's from the west coast, the extreme west of of Canada. I'm from the extreme east. It's cheaper to just go somewhere else. Like for Brady to come here yeah. with me in, on the East Coast is going kind to of cost him. Fucking, he's going to have to dive for like a fucking week straight at least.
0: Yeah, you have to do some it's overtime the water. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's like no offense to New Brunswick, but it's like, do I go to Japan or do I go to New Brunswick, dude? You go to Japan? I don't know. I go to Was Japan. That? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not that I don't love New Brunswick, because I'm like a New yeah. Brunswick, like fucking, like. I pump it as hard as I can. I love New Brunswick. Yeah. I yeah, choose to live sure, here. For sure. Right. I've been to it a number of mm-hmm. places and I want to live in New Brunswick because one, I don't like traffic mm-hmm. and I yeah, like people enough. that hold doors for a ridiculously long time. You guys
0: are a very friendly bunch out there. Everybody always, when I meet, they're like, oh, aren't Canadians so friendly?
1: I'm like, yeah, out east, out west, not so much. It's It's just, it's because you're in a city right if you're in a city you have to commute yeah. there's a lot more people you're, yeah, you're paying true, a shit true. ton of money for rent one or like a, a mortgage right jesus christ mm. how much you're paying for a million dollar home is like a shed out east yeah or out west so in yeah. out east million dollars jesus christ you probably get the nicest <laughs> house here
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but no it's just it's just a, a different parts of canada it's it's really interesting I, to be honest with you brady the two extremes of Canada are my favorite, the East Coast and the West Coast. The middle, you guys can fuck off. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding.
0: Yeah, I'm not. like Sorry, Manitoba, but you're
1: not. Like, Saskatchewan's pretty flat. It an interesting place. <laughs> Saskatchewan is quite flat, yeah. I mean, Ontario's got the cities. Montreal, uh, Quebec, yeah. Quebec. I, I can't, I, listen, I said fuck the middle. I, I love all of Canada. You guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the story.
0: Story time. So basically, my story is: anybody is listening has been has worked at a hostel. They know how fucking insane it can be. Can be honestly, like it could take a bit out of you to work at a hostel. Some of the shit that you see, some of the late nights you have, are just yeah, it's something else. I was working at a hostel in Western Australia. I think I was about 19 at the time. Worked there for about a year, and fuck, it was called Fat Sam's Backpackers. Um, long gone now, but fat Sam, he was a real person and he was a bit of an asshole, bit of a potential And yeah, I remember him telling me, he's like, Brady, I don't see backpackers. I just see dollar
1: signs. <laughs> I'm like, That's really nice. Um, I am a backpacker. Actually. So I worked there. I, fat Sam, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I was supposed to be the night manager, but I ended up just being like the employee. I was the only one that worked there and he would go for like two weeks at a time. So I would just have to like run the hostel on my own. That being said, it was only about like maybe 20 beds. So it was pretty 20 small 20 beds? Place. That's a lot. It, 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 you got to change the linen. Was, you got to fucking. Yeah. But we would, we I don't think we ever filled up. We would have like 10 people okay. there at the most. Sometimes there was nobody. So I was just like living in a hostel alone for free. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember him telling me he would be like, yeah, like, if there's any sand in the bed or anything, like, after someone's checked out, like, just brush the sand out, but you don't need to change the sheets or anything. I'm like, that's fucking gross, dude. On. Like, someone's gonna have fucking, like, scabies or ringworm or some shit. Um, So, I definitely did change the sheets, but I wasn't super, like, attentive to the hostel. So, like, I remember getting told, hey, Brady, yeah, uh, like, there's mushrooms growing in the shower
1: again. You should probably deal with that. Like. <laughs> Okay,
0: I'll deal with the mushroom. Sorry, brain is just straight selling
1: people that are like on the fence of doing hostels.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because, like, I would work maybe five hours a week to run the hostel, oh, and you still paid me like 200 bucks a week. And free rent, and I had my private room. Um, So I I was living pretty good. I had a job on the side that I would do. And then, um, yeah, so it was a good way to save some money up. But so, anyways, um, one day, Fat Sam texts me, he's like, hey, when you get home, there's a guy you got to check in, whatever. He's a nausea guy. And no offense to domestic travelers, but a lot of them can be fucking bad news. Like, I've stayed in hostels in Canada, but I get why a lot of hostels don't want domestic travelers because, like, they're off the streets Mm, or whatever. So when he said, oh, you got an Aussie guy coming, I'm like, oh, okay. So I go there and I meet the guy He's like maybe 45 and um, just looked rough, just like fucking cracked out of his mind. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. You're going to be a great addition to the, <laughs> the
1: hostel. <laughs> I had a great him, I had a great yeah. time at the hostel in the review. The atmosphere was great. <laughs> Hung out with the 45-year-old guy. Yeah. He split his meth with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm checking him in and I'm like kind of having a chat with him. And like one of the first things he says to me, he's like, he's like, yeah, just got a, got a jail. I was in jail for seven years and now I'm here. And I'm like, that's nice. Like really happy that you came and visited us right after jail. Like seven years, that's not nothing. You know, that's not fucking mail fraud. You you obviously did some crazy shit to get seven years. It's not like an
1: Indonesian justice system. It's like a a pretty fair one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck, I don't even want to know what you did, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask, I didn't dive any further. But he told me he got a job as a baker in town. So he's here for a bit, whatever. So um I don't know if it was the same night, but within like a night or two, um I'm in my room It's probably 11 o'clock at night. And him and another guy, one of my good friends named Felix, he's from Germany. They're watching a movie um, right outside my door, and uh, I could hear them talking or whatever. And they're watching a movie, and the Australian guy says, "Like, hey, like, let's turn the subtitles off." And the German guy Felix is like, "No, like, I don't, I don't speak English natively. Like, can we please leave them on? It's not really a big deal." And um, and the Aussie guy's like, "No, I don't want them on. I don't want them on." And Felix says, "Well, dude, we can't even. We don't have the remote for the TV. Like, I don't know how you could <laughs> turn them off, anyways." And and then the Aussie guy says, "Well, I'll just go wake up the manager. He'll have the remote." I'm laying in my bed thinking don't fucking wake me up like I don't I don't have the remote leave me alone um anyways him and Felix started getting in a bit of a fight and Felix like walks outside to kind of cool down because he's like this is getting fucked up so I open up my window that light outside and I'm chatting I'm like man what's going on like what the fuck's happening And he's like man this guy's being crazy he's being a fucking dick like he wants to have the subtitles off and it's not really a big deal I'm like yeah I, I agree with you it's not a big deal at all Um, so anyways, I was chatting with him and I decided to come outside. So I climbed through my window that led outside. And as I climbed through my window, I guess my curtain rod kind of fell off and it made like a ding ding sound on the ground because of the hardwood (laughs) floor. And the um, Australian guy who's still sitting inside, um, watching TV, I guess he has like prison brain. And when he hears a noise like that, he like fucking snaps. (laughs) So he goes in the kitchen and he grabs like a big fuck off knife, <laughs> like a huge chef's knife. And he's like, you fucking cunt's got a weapon. <laughs> and me and Felix see him through the fucking glass door like holy shit this guy's got a fucking knife and he like starts walking to us and me and Felix are like okay fuck this we immediately like run onto the road like I'm not gonna be a hero they do not pay me enough I don't care about these people inside <laughs> fuck you fat I'm sorry man. you're on your own <laughs> um, so he's like wandering around the hostel basically like keep holding like six to seven people hostage somewhat what? unknowingly and um yeah like we didn't wanna go in there he's just like patrolling the fucking hostel with a big fucking knife um and yeah i felt bad for everybody <laughs> who's in the room but like i'm not gonna save you fuck that did you still win employee like, the month for that shit <laughs> yeah <for a> while, <laughs> considering i was the only one um so anyways i we ended up calling the owner which was a great call to make like hey there's a guy running around with a fucking knife in your hostel and uh we at, called at the, the time how many people were police. in the hostel I would say there was probably about me, Felix, and then maybe seven more. So there's about nine oh of my us. Oh, God. And everybody was like a long-termer. I knew everybody there. Um, most people were asleep, I think. I don't know if they really knew what was going on, that there was a guy standing outside their doors with a fucking knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we called the police, we waited a bit, the police come, they talked to him, and then they came back and they talked to us, and they basically said like, well, you know, he said you guys have a weapon, so there's not really much we can do. And I'm like, you're going to fucking believe this guy over me? Like, dude, why would I want to like, why would I have a weapon? Why would I want to insult this guy? I'm fucking 19 years, years old from Canada, like I'm you're not going to do it, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways... Um, they basically said, they're like, well, we can't really do anything and, uh, you guys can kick him out of the hostel if you want, but like, we can't like put him in jail or anything. I'm like, all right, well fuck. So he was a baker starting a shift at like 2am anyways. So he basically had to leave anyways. And, um, we kicked him out and later he came, picked up all his shit and we got in a bit of a tussle with him and uh and, uh, Jesus Christ. yeah, it was fucking wild. I ended up seeing him on the street about five months later. Um, I was just walking down the street. I make eye contact with him and he's looking rough. Like <laughs> doesn't look like he slept since the last time I saw him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I like kind of make eye contact with him. And I'm like, fuck, I hope he doesn't recognize me. And next thing you know, he just starts like unleashing on me, just like the craziest insults, like starts going off, yelling all this crazy shit at me, like right in the downtown um, Main street And like Everybody was watching While he's just going off of me And I like Kind of put my head down and, Like duck around the corner Because I don't want to Fucking deal with that shit Fuck So yeah That was pretty much My little saga With uh, the crazy Knife-wooling Hostel guy And that's just like One out of many Fucking things That happened there man Like I have a photo I can send you of, of me One night I woke up in my bed And Felix and his German buddies Had like put, Stole the neighbor's chickens And put them all over my room <laughs> When I was, so I had to like, at like 6am, I was all hung over, like running around my room trying to fucking catch chickens <laughs> and like having to hop the fence to put them back in the neighbor's fucking chicken coop. Like, it was a crazy time. Like, I don't have any regrets. But I don't, I don't know if I'm probably a bit past that in my life
1: now. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. So, so the, uh, the old guy, did he leave a good reviewer? Or-
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, we didn't we weren't even online like our hostel was not on, on hostelworld or booking.com you basically just had to like show up and hopefully
1: i was there and then you can get
0: in. otherwise you're on your own
1: so like like what was people's reactions the next day when they found out about you know the cops coming and were they just like yeah we're, we're out of here
0: uh no everybody stayed i mean everybody was pretty chill i was just nervous he was like gonna come back and do some crazy shit but uh thankfully that didn't end up happening but everybody was from what i can remember was like shocked but yeah it didn't scare anybody away because most people that were there were working
1: so they didn't really have anywhere else to go jesus yeah yeah so i guess uh i I didn't think australia was that dangerous holy fuck no i'm kidding.
0: yeah that was that was a fucking wild place uh, even just talking to other people now who work at hostels like I always try to exchange stories and some of the ones that people gave me are just fucking batshit insane like yeah twenty two year old shouldn't be dealing with this kind of stuff
1: yeah I, and I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're not surprised but like you're actually not the first time it's not the first story I've heard of a hostel being held up
0: oh yeah really actually that's crazy yeah
1: yeah, that that one was uh, was in Brazil, but it's uh, it's a fucking crazy one. It's yeah, near death, just kind of like yours. So it's it's fucking crazy. Holy shit! Maybe maybe something that it, yeah. if you're considering to, to to work at a hostel, just to you know, you do get all sorts of people. You're at a lower price point, can mm-hmm. be dangerous, folks. Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: You get some people who use it as like a shelter, and yeah, like no offense, to them, but sometimes
1: they can bring a bit of trouble. Sure. I mean, you, yeah. something fell to the ground, and this guy was like, "All right, well, I got to pull a knife now. <laughs> I got to create a shank." <laughs> That's what seven
0: years of prison does to, your, to you, I guess. Which is fucked, but
1: yeah. But anyways, Br- Brady, listen, that was fucking sweet, man. I I really loved having you on. Uh, I guess last question for you. Thanks. I had a lot of fun. Last question for you. What's What's next for you? You're in New Zealand now. What's What's next? Any travel in, in yeah. your uh, horizon? Yes, so now that I bought this, this car that I'm currently sitting in, I <laughs> hope to cruise around the country a
0: bit. I am kind of here, like I would say 51% here for work, 49% for travel. Nice. So it is kind of like, I am kind of here to make a little bit of money and kind of work in my industry a bit. But I went out on my free time, which should be pretty, quite a bit. I hope to see at least new, uh, a good amount of New Zealand. And then other international stuff from here, for sure, in the next two years, but I'm not really sure when. Philippines is on my list. I haven't been there. Um, maybe Fiji. Nice. A bit more of Southeast Asia, maybe Vietnam. I haven't been there either, so that'd be cool.
1: Nice, Vietnam. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard in our episodes, home of it almost retired. The the, the, the Q&A question Where did you find your cheapest cheap beers? Right. Yeah. You, gotta do, you gotta do the beer, uh, beer street or whatever it's called there, yeah, yeah, for sure. That no, looks beautiful too, yeah. Listen, man, I Brady, you came on, you hit us up in the comments, you're like, Hey, I have a great, I, I, you guys should have me on i listen man i really like this episode i thought it was fucking awesome i want you back so listen yeah. let me know when you're yeah, available man. next i got lots of stories and uh i'm sure people will love to hear more stories from me because that was awesome
0: yeah thank you so much thanks for having me i would i would love to come back and i'll i'll yeah the one that we hinted at before i can maybe drop that one
1: yeah maybe uh tell us about your your diarrhea chronicles or something
0: that one's not as pg-13 as this one was that one's a bit more 14a or whatever
1: All all right buddy take care we'll talk to you soon all right thanks man all right Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff.